surround yourself with the best advisors because it's it's truly penny wise and pound foolish if you don't. You're just you're not maximizing uh, what you can achieve, and you're not maximizing your enjoyment of talking to and being around just the brightest and best people with diverse perspectives. From Ray and Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow your business. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. If you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, please visit our website at www.raycpa.com slash podcast to sign up for updates. As you know, all good things come to an end, but sometimes you just have to start over differently. Three hosts, 305 episodes, six years, one award, and thousands of listens. Unsuitable has seen a great deal of success. But with success comes opportunity to improve. So out with the old, that would be me, and in with the new. Join Becca Davis, Director of Practice Growth at Ray & Associates, and Brad Cerconi, esteemed president and founder of Cerconi & Associates, to discuss what's in store for Unsuitable on Ray Radio. Welcome to Unsuitable, Becca and Brad. Thank you. Thanks, Doug. Good to be here. So, so what's ahead? We've got uh, a, a rebranding uh, of the of the podcast coming after after six years. Talk a little bit uh, about that, Becca. Sure. So, um, yeah, we started this podcast six years ago, and podcasting was still fairly new at the time. Uh, back in whatever two thousand fifteen, the first season of Serial had just come out, so that was at least for you know my demographic, that was kind of when I started listening to podcasts and got really into the true crime thing. And um, Brad came to us with the idea of starting a podcast. And I thought you're totally insane. (laughs) But you know, podcasting has evolved since then. And this is a good opportunity for us to just take a look at what we want our podcast to be who we want it to be for. We're we're devastated to be losing you as our host. But this is a good time to make that transition. You know, we can start fresh with a new host, a new look and feel, a new attitude, and bringing something new and exciting to our listeners. Well, and for for those in the audience, I'm not not going away entirely. I've just I've got some new new duties here at the firm, so uh, you'll you'll probably see me pop up on here from yeah. from yeah. time to time. But uh, yeah. as as your permanent host, I will be indeed no longer. So. So Brad, talk about the evolution of this a, a little bit. I mean, heck, six years ago, people still had iPods, right? Which that's where podcasts came from. Who the heck has an iPod anymore, right? No, me, you, and Van Biscoten, maybe. Yeah. So talk about the evolution that that uh, you've seen here, not only with, with uh, our podcast, Unsuitable. I mean, you've got a wonderful podcast yourself, bringing the brand back together, which... You know, I, I look at that and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a whole nother another level. So so talk about how the, the whole industry has evolved. It's just been amazing as a new form of storytelling. And that's how I got intrigued by it. 
I started listening to it just from a news standpoint and got hooked on a couple educational podcasts. And then uh, at the time, we were lucky enough to be with some other uh, associates who were, who were getting into podcasting. And it's, it, it moved from a niche moment when I first mentioned it to Mark. It moved from a niche moment to something serious in the transition when we met with Becca and the whole practice growth team and said, let's really seriously consider this. And that's where the name came from, the idea of unsuitable. We wanted to do something creative that um, kind of let us tell our story, the brand story, Ray's story, but also the stories of those we had on. At the same time, we were doing a, 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 a web overhaul for, for Ray at the same time, and we were bringing our customer stories forward because they are at the center of the Ray way. And so the podcast, with a little bit of hesitation, was approved as part of that process. But it is amazing to me to have you guys talk about some 300 episodes. That's just crazy from us starting. I really thought maybe this would be a 50 or, you know, 50 or 60 episode thing. Right, right. Well, but, and, and it is, I think you mentioned a great time to sort of rethink and, and rebrand how you approach uh, the audience with with this type of thing because the audiences out there are are so much more sophisticated and everybody now knows what podcasts are and and they're searching those out for the right kind of content and information. So, how does that all interplay with with the thought process of you know freshening it and rebranding it and all of that? Well, those are the things that that Becca and her team and my team are in the process of, but. Um, we're going to rebrand it just like we do all things inside the Ray brand of, con you know, continuous improvement, continuous engagement. We learn and we've learned a lot in 300 episodes. Uh, we have as, you know, the, the, the firm bringing you some of this podcasting innovation technology. We go to podcasting uh, summits continually. Our team is always looking for the best way to aggregate podcasts. And you're right. It's moved from a small little niche moment to obviously something that Spotify and Apple are now fighting over. Right. <laughs> and it says enough when brands of that caliber, both in innovation and in profit, want to be leaders in podcasts. So we'll get together with Becca and her team and we're thinking about what this brand rebrand looks like. It may be everything, Doug, from uh, art and art assets all the way to intros to the show and how we tell our stories. Yeah. Because we really haven't had the time, believe it or not, I can't believe it's been that many years that blew me away when you guys said that at the top of the podcast to have time. Becca and I haven't really had time to reflect on, okay, what can we do now? So we're going to take a little bit of a break and we are going to um, go through a 60 to 90 day planning process. Uh, to do that. And I think, you know, there's some automated things, Doug, that are going to allow us to spend more time telling stories than um, doing other tactical things that we're going to include. We're excited about doing that from behind the scenes. Very cool. And then lastly, we are going to start ending, adding some more micro content, some more digital touches out there that kind of embrace the storytelling of what we've been doing on Unsuitable for all these episodes. So those That's, are the three major uh, buckets that, that Becca and I will be working on. 
Super cool. Uh, Becca, a, a question for you. How have you seen, you know, in the last 18 months of COVID, how's all this evolved in terms of, you know, delivering all, all this type of media and, and content and, and how we touch clients and prospects? Uh, I mean, we've done some amazing webcasts and things like that, that, that we quickly put together with, you know, over a thousand listeners. And how does this all kind of play together in, in terms of where we go uh, in the future? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've heard from a lot of people, clients, non-clients alike, that COVID and our response to COVID with the webinar series and all the content we put out really positioned us as a resource for them where maybe if they hadn't realized that before. So what we want to do with the podcast is make sure we're, we know who our listener is, one, and we understand what, what they need from us. So that'll be a big piece of it. You know, I remember when we were planning the launch of the podcast, we launched it internally to the firm first. And the first internal email we sent out was, what is a podcast? <laughs> so it was so new that, you know, we had to explain to people like, here's what this is and here's why we're doing it. So I think the benefit that we have now is that our partners and our clients, the business owners turn to a podcast, whether it's ours or others or you know, both for the business resources they need. And we want to make sure that we're positioning ourselves in a way that allows us to really be delivering the, the knowledge and like Brad mentioned, the stories that they need to help advance their business and, um, you know, hopefully build some relationships with our firm as well. And, awesome. And to Becca's point, Doug, what's great about that is it really was just a giant experiment in the beginning. But now what's exciting about it to me is it's turned into not only an acceptable, but a valid and preferred medium for many business leaders. It, it's a preferred medium because their life is busy, busy, they're mobile, and they don't want to spend the time to have to sit down and watch something, right? The whole, the whole differentiating asset of this medium is it fits the pace of our society today. Yeah. Better than any other medium. Very true. Very true. That's so cool. So where do we go next? Well, I think, again, like I said, I think we'll take this, you know, we're going to take 60 to 90 days and, and uh, do that rebrand. But I think from everything that Becca and I have been planning on, as she said, one is really digging deeper in the data of what our audience wants to hear, what they need. Uh, and I also think without letting too much out of the bag, I also think there's, I think the way we're going to tell these stories, uh, and Doug, you and I have talked about this off mic many a time, you know, yeah. more conversational, more improvisational, more of that eavesdropping feel where you're getting whispered secrets or, you know, kernels of wisdom that you're not going to get anyplace else. And I think aesthetically, audio production, every touch, we're going to head down in a general sense, down that direction. We don't know where that's going to lead us yet, but that's what the discovery is over the next 90 days. That's that's such a great way to look at it. And that's that's always been, tried to be my approach. Not that it's uh, always perfect, but, you know, you just want to let people tell their story and talk about their experience. It's not about listing off, you know, four or five things or, uh, you know, reading from a script. It's, you know, I learn more personally when, when I just hear people talk about their own story and experience and try to ask a few questions uh, in the middle of that to maybe 
draw some more stuff out. But that to me is the the fun part. And the other podcasts that I listen to, and including yours, Brad, that those are the best ones when when you're you know sitting there having those types of conversations because it's just fascinating to to hear those those personal stories and personal experiences. That's that's the enjoyment. So and that's you know those are the best client relationships we have too. When when you can just sit and do that, let them talk about their business, how they go about it, what they've experienced, and and uh, you know you just you try to help. Uh, folks with that. That's, you know, that's our audience, those business owners. Right. And, and you brought up a great word that, that we talk about all the time in podcasting. And that is this idea of a relational, you know, intimacy. And there is, you know, we don't want to sell on a podcast. We just want to learn, engage, and get to know one another. And especially when you're doing podcasts for businesses or B2B professional services, you know, it's not that we need to go out and know how many downloads were there. It's was the right single download happening that Wednesday that develops a relationship we can count on for the next 10 years. Yep. Absolutely. That's the real, that's the real purpose behind this platform. Yeah. And that's, that's certainly, you know, the thing I've had most fun with, uh, with this and hopefully I can, I can still be a part of it, albeit not quite in the same uh, full-time role. So I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to that and looking forward to, uh, to what's ahead for, for our firm with this too. Yeah. Uh, we always got a spot on the mic for you, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I, I Don't forward, get rid of those cans. <laughs> no, I, I will not. I, I look forward to when we can do this uh, in person again, too. I think that's, uh, you know, yeah. there's great aspect to it. Although we've, you know, certainly gotten better with the, Microsoft Teams and the Zoom and all this, but there's an aspect to being in the room together uh, okay. that just creates an additional level of that that, that intimacy that, that I miss. Well, when, yeah. when Becca and I got together, she appeared as a um, guest on getting the brand back together. She imparted on, on me that it's the last time we had seen each other when she appeared in the studio in person in Dublin on... GBBT, it was the last time we saw each other. Wow. She was in Cleveland the day the breaking news happened about COVID. We were doing a podcast. That's right. Live in Cleveland. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. There was wow. a, the first case in Ohio was in Cuyahoga Falls. Right. Or, yeah, whatever that county is up there, Cuyahoga County. And that's where we were. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. Phones are <laughs> We're trying to mute stuff. And I said, there's no muting this. This is from the government. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, gosh, that just, you know, it seems like a lifetime ago in some ways. All right. Well, do you mind if we, um, Becca and I are intrigued about asking you some things about your journey in doing the podcast? Can we spend some time asking you? Sure, absolutely. I'm I'm all for it. All right. One that was top of mind when Becca and I were discussing this is, you know, you're you're our longest host on Unsuitable. That's scary. A hundred and ten episodes, which is, you know, nearly two years. And by the way, you did this through a pandemic. <laughs> I remember when we ordered you <laughs> headphones and shipped them to your house, right? And right, a- yeah. But I, but I guess we wanted to know what attributes of hosting the podcast did you most personally enjoy and why did you enjoy it? I, you- 
I think again, it's for me, for sure, it's just hearing, um, getting a little bit deeper with everyone's personal stories and, and experiences. And the people that I have on that, that, you know, you want them to be relaxed and comfortable because you want to, you want to share, I want them to share those, those stories and experiences. And when, when they do that, uh, to me, that, that's just so, so enjoyable, whatever they're passionate about, whatever their subject is. And we've had people on to talk about, you know, human behavior and motivation and, and selling. And we've also had very, you know, we have a lot of technical topics, you know, tax, some detailed tax topics and things like that. doesn't matter what the topic is, but if they're, they're passionate about it and, and tell some, you know, relational stories and things like that, then I, to me, then that's a win. Cause I feel like I've learned and I feel, feel as though, okay, if I've learned something, then maybe the audience has learned something too. So that to me is the, the biggest thing that I've tried to uh, take from it and the way I've tried to approach it. And, and hopefully that's uh, somewhat enjoyable for the audience as well. Yeah. That's awesome. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Doug, you know, as the host of a podcast, I think personally, I think you make this look pretty easy. I'm sure it's not, but you know, to get, to get those guests to come on, whether they're talking about a technical topic or telling more of a story, you know, it's up to you in the seat that you're in to pull that out of them and to keep the conversation going. You're also keeping an eye on the clock to make sure our episode is the right length that we want. Um, And of course, soon we'll be have, we'll have someone new sitting in your seat. So, you know, what guidance or advice would you have to a podcast host, whether that's someone sitting in your seat or someone at another company that's looking to start their own podcast? I think, you know, and this may be a little bit unusual, but go and and watch who I think are some of the best interviewers out there. And, you know, uh, I'll, I'll give an example, one that might date me a little bit and one that's more current. I always enjoyed... I'm not necessarily a fan of all the topics per se, but to me, Howard Stern is one of the best interviewers out there. He, whatever you may think of him personally or or the topics that he discusses, just listen to a few of his his episodes and watch the way in which he connects with people and draws information and stories out of them. It's It's absolutely incredible. And in the same way, I go back to, you know, one of the first regular interviewers I used to watch was Roy Firestone on ESPN. Same thing. I mean, very obviously very different topics, but of course he was famous for making all of his guests cry <laughs> because he got them to to be so personal and emotional in, in in talking about stuff. And I just thought that was tremendous. Like how can you how can you connect on that level and try to draw out, you know, these personal experiences and stories? Uh, because to me again, that's that's just most fascinating stuff. So I would, I would say to anyone out there, go, go study what you think might be the best interviewers out there and, and, you know, um, learn from that. So talk show hosts too are, are great at it. Some of the, the nighttime mm-hmm. talk show hosts. Um, one of my favorite guests on, on all those recently passed away, the late Norm McDonald. Uh, I always thought he was hilarious on those. And, and I know the talk show hosts loved having him on just because of the stories he would tell. Right. And the way he told them. The way he told them for sure. So yeah, that that that's a that was a big thing for me when I when I was asked to do this. It's like, you know, I'm I'm gonna go back to some of those basic things that I enjoyed and and try to learn from those those interviewers. 
That's great. All right, they say that great things come in threes. So however you wanna apply this, personally, professionally, what are your three great things, Doug? Well, I'd be remiss, certainly if I didn't mention my three wonderful 20-something daughters and, and they all, they certainly did come in threes and love them all, all dearly. But, um, you know, I, I would say in, in thinking about it professionally, it's just the ability to be here and work with Brad, you and, and your firm and the experience that you've had and your diverse background and learn from that as well as our own practice growth team. Uh, Becca and Imani and and the folks here, and on top of that, the the support and and leadership that I've gotten here in our uh, region in in Columbus, and uh, their their I guess willingness to let me do this as as part of you know building the firm's brand and and presence and trying to do that. So professionally, those those three things have just to me been um, better than at any time in, in my career. I've worked at a lot of different places and done different things. And it's just truly, truly at, at Ray and Associates, it is different. That's great. Mm -hmm. And this might be a good time to share. I mean, obviously you're not leaving the firm. Right. Um, this might be a good time to share what's next for you at Ray and what excites you most about the journey that you're about to embark on. Yeah, so we have um, a new CEO, uh, uh, Mark McKinley. Uh, he's not new to the firm, but he will be our new CEO effective November 1st here and uh, not not too long, probably after this, this episode airs. And at that time, I'll be taking over as regional president for our West Central region, uh, which encompasses our, uh, our new Newark office, uh, as well as... Uh, Dublin here, so Columbus Market, as well as Lima. So uh, in addition to my, my role as the head of the construction and real estate segment for the firm. So I've got a lot of new things that I'll be, be doing and, and, and be involved with. We've got a great team here, uh, a couple of office managing partners in, in Peg Minning and Melissa Dunkel, who I'm going to rely on greatly uh, for, for what they do and what they bring to the table because they there's a lot of things at, at a micro level that they can manage and handle way better than I can. And it's, you know, if there's one thing I've learned over the years, it's just surround yourself with, with great people. I do not want to be ever considered near the smartest person in the room. I'd, I'd rather be the dumbest and let, let people play to their strengths. And we, we really do try to espouse that as, as a firm. And I've been other places where that's certainly not the case. And, you know, I'm at the point in, in my life and, and career in my mid fifties where I want to see those, those younger people shine and do that, you know, so step forward, here's, here's your opportunity. And that's what I'm looking forward to in this role is just trying to help promote the people within our firm in terms of where they can take their career and, and their roles. That's great. Yeah, I think you definitely, um, from the first time I've met you, it seems like you're, um, you always seem very level-headed, but it does seem like you're also very self-aware. And the fact that you know, I don't want to be involved in some of those day-to-day -day things. That's not my strength. You're, you know that your time can be better spent 
in more of a visionary or leadership role, I think that's really smart to bring people along that can support you and help you be the best that you can be. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it took me a long time to learn that, not not only so much from a, a personal level, but as I saw and was exposed to so many businesses uh, over the years and continue to be, that's, you know, kind of the one major lesson that that I would try to impart upon people is surround yourself with the best people, pay for the best advisors, you know, and I'm not just saying that as, you know, now in, in my role, sure that matters, but I've been, you know, I was an inside CFO. I worked in, in banking as well, where I wasn't, you know, paid for my time, surround yourself with the best advisors because it's, it's truly penny wise and pound foolish. If you don't, you're just, you're not maximizing uh, what you can achieve and you're not, maximizing your enjoyment of talking to and being around just the brightest and best people with diverse perspectives. You know, groupthink is is a terrible thing. And uh, I've been at places where that that's occurred and it's just, it's awful. It's awful. So I, I want to, if there's anything, one thing I can try to do, it's try to make sure everybody that I come into contact with, whether internally or externally at clients, you know, don't, subject yourself to that. Make sure you've got brilliant and great and different people around you to to uh, to bend your ear. Well said. All right, last question. <laughs> Since you have a love of music. I do. Like Becca and I do. And you and I, I think when we met, that's the very first thing we talked about, wasn't it? <laughs> right, it was. <laughs> so if you could be a lead singer, or a guitar player, bass player, whatever you prefer, even a drummer of any performing artist, keep it in the music realm. Yeah. Who would that be? Well, you know, know where I'm going to go with this. My, my favorite band is, is The Clash as, as we bonded over the first time we met. But I certainly would not ever pretend to want to be in, uh, you know, in, take the place of somebody like Joe Strummer. So I, I think I'd prefer to be on the periphery, maybe to be okay. the, the, uh, the, the Penny Smith, who was the official photographer for the clash. Maybe I could tag along with her. Yeah. I could just tag along with her and, and, you know, kind of capture through a lens, all of those, uh, all those experiences um, that, that, that band had uh, good and bad, because I think you, you know, you learn a lot from that, but, as she always said in, in her years of music photography, they were really probably the most genuine band that she ever photographed. And, you know, she was certainly legendary and, and is, I shouldn't say was, she is still around. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she had some other famous bands that asked her to go and photograph them. And, and she just, she said no because they didn't, they weren't genuine. You know, she tried even with like you too, for example, and just exactly. found them not to be quite, you know, it, either for whatever reason, they just couldn't be themselves. Yeah. Uh, and, and so um, anyway, that's a long winded answer, but that's, no, that, that's, perfect. that's where I'm at. I, I'm, I'd more, you know, I, again, I want to watch other people, their stories and, and, who they are and, and what they do and, and learn about that. So that's the fun stuff. Yeah. And you're right for, to, to frame that up, you know, she is the one, as you know, but for the listeners, she is the one that shot the uh, totally incorrect photo. That's not in focus. 
right from the side of the stage of Simonon smashing his bass for London Calling that is still, you know, one of the premier rock and roll shots of all time. That's her. Yes. And and he was and for those that don't know that iconic cover where he's smashing his bass that was taken in New York City and he was mad because everybody was just sitting there. Everybody in the audience was sitting there and not engaging. Right. So it it kind of comes full circle. That's what we're about here. We want to try to get people to engage and, and listen and feel a part of it. And, you know, uh, if they're not engaged, that's if you're any artist or professional, no matter what you do, the worst thing you can have is an unengaged audience on the other side. And I know we feel that way with our, our clients too. The best clients are the ones that uh, are engaged with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, I know Brad said that was the last question, but um, I don't know how far back you've gone in the unsuitable archives, Doug, but our first host, Mark Van Benscoten, ended every interview with one question, which I want to ask you, which is if you could have one superpower, what would it be? One superpower? Boy, um, I, I'd really have to give that some thought. I guess, you know, maybe um, better hearing, you know, I don't know if that's a superpower, but I'd, I'd like to be, you know, just a, a better listener and be able to hear more, hear through all the, the noise, so to speak. So I don't know if that's really a superpower, but I, I'm not one of those people. I certainly don't want to live forever or do anything like that. You know, I, I just, uh, you know, that that's that's not me. But um, that that would be kind of well. I guess today in in today's COVID world, it would be kind of cool to be able to just, you know, um, teleport somewhere, like fly somewhere without getting on an yeah. airplane, because that really just sucks right now. <laughs> yeah, it kind of always sucks, but especially right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But that's that's a little selfish, so. Yeah. Hey, it's a superpower. You're allowed to be selfish. I guess. Well, that's awesome. You've, you've done an unbelievable job in hosting Unsuitable, and we all appreciate your countenance and your respect for every guest and your open-mindedness, Doug, to everything we've thrown your way. We really couldn't ask for a better host. Thank you. Well, thank you, and I, I certainly couldn't have done it without you and, and our our team, obviously, that does all the hard work and heavy lifting behind the scenes and i'll look forward to uh to being on uh again certainly as a, a i'm sure a, a guest host when we need to pinch hit or whatever the case might be i'm always here to help because i think what uh what you you all do is just tremendous thanks doug thank you we'll miss you <laughs> all right see you soon The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 